Hey, I want to welcome everyone to the special edition of Native Roots Radio. And we are with Winona LaDuke, and we're going to be talking about the Rally for the Rivers reunion. And I'm so, so excited uh, to see you, Winona. It's a, it's a great cloud, though, and we want to get things straight and get it out to our people, what's going on. And so totally stoked to see you, and uh, we're all looking good here. But let's talk a little bit about what we're uh, going to be talking about today, Winona. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me and glad to see you too, Robert. Hey, we got some good people coming on, good water protectors, good Minnesotans, good Anishinaabe people whose crime it seems to be defending the rivers. And so this is the second anniversary of a bunch of us getting charged uh, in Aiken County um, by Aiken County. And oh gosh, there was all kind of police officers there and all kind of state highway patrol and DNR guys, all paid for by Enbridge. And um, we still got charges. I got charges. And and so I'm here because I'm wondering how come I got charges in Aiken County and Wadena County. In total, I think I got like seven charges I'm still facing. And how come Enbridge isn't facing any charges? That's kind of the question I got. And exactly. so I think there's some other people that might have some questions like, how does a company get to come in here, steal 5 billion gallons of water, basically prostitute the police of the state of Minnesota, frack all those rivers and and go away and uh, they're still doing pretty good. Um, so we're here to listen to some people that were there on the rivers. It, it's, so, it's such a weird thing. And you, you know, the question mark, it should be a big question mark, Winona. We're talking about people getting charges sent to them in their mail. Um, how does that work? Charge, you, I was charged by, I think, a video of somebody who said that I, you know, you know, I mean, I think I was charged with um, not being in the right place. And, you know, I mean, I'm just like trying to figure out like they used all kind of ways to try to encumber people in this process. And you have to wonder if, you know, all that money that they got from Enbridge kind of, you know, made it more interesting to try to charge more people. You know, I, I don't I don't really know. But that's a question I might ask the state of Minnesota is like, why? Why were a thousand people charged with the crime of protecting the water when the corporation that violated all of our rights, you know, is is still, you know, got a slap on the wrist, you know, but geez, they're still operating and they're holding us all hostage. We got like pipelines all across the north, all around the Great Lakes. These guys are holding us hostage and no one wants to ask the question like how that happened. So today we're going to talk about not only what happened, but we're going to have some lawyers on. We're going to talk about the cases, the charges, and a bunch of people like myself who were charged and are like, uh, I think I want my charges dropped and I want a medal, you know, a medal for protecting the rivers. That's what I want. Just waltz, just one more time. No charges. And I want to be honored for being a water protector, not being treated like a criminal. Exactly. Uh, you know, and there, there was ceremony going on. There was things going on. Winona, can we talk about uh, just the rudeness of the police? And, you know, we, we go back to Standing Rock, but you also go back to the uh to North Dakota fight for uranium and, uh, you know, what's changed uh, other than social media? Well, I mean, first of all, I would say that this is more aggressive than my in my history, you know, and I've been around a long time now, and I'm old. But, you know, I never saw anything like what I saw this last couple of years, which kind of is like late stage addiction issues. Like where you just got to have that pipeline because you feel like it's going to be the thing you need. And we don't even get the oil from it, but you just ramp everything up. And they learned from Standing Rock, $38 million worth of military repression against people out there. And then Minnesota's like, well, we aren't going to do that. We're just going to let, you know, Enbridge pay for it. And so, you know, for instance, I was charged, you know, being in my lodge. I was on my in my lodge on the Mississippi River. And then they put the no trespassing signs up as I was sitting in the lodge and then charged me with trespassing. And I was like, who's trespassing? And I was told by a DNR officer, normal people. No, he said normal people. I said, is that a legal designation? I mean, this is like a made up bunch of laws for a Canadian corporation. And I'm mad as heck. And and I want some accountability. And, and um, you know, it's it's, you know, it's a shame that Minnesota didn't learn anything from George Floyd and instead militarized the North as well, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we're we're all over Turtle Island, and, uh, and we, we'll be playing this on uh, Native Roots Radio, which is all over. We're Wisconsin. We're on 12 stations live. We got a, a big coverage in Wisconsin. 
Winona, they need to be aware of line five because we saw what happened to us in line three, correct? Right. And people are going to come on the show today to talk about exactly how egregious the crime is by Embridge against Mother Earth and against people. we got people who have been doing the job of the state of Minnesota out there checking the water, you know, when the state should be checking that and, you know, and, and, and finding out what's going on. And then we got, you know, the fact that they are brash. I mean, they're mad at, at in Wisconsin that the Bad River Band has said you got to pull the pipe out. You know, because they're trespassing for all these years in the prime watershed, the only place these people got. And then in addition, did you see that Enbridge actually ran someone for the governor? I mean, they ran Tim Michaels for the governor of Wisconsin. Now, he didn't win, but geez, that's getting like super brash when you not only control the police of one state, but then you run someone for the governor. And so I think this is a, a really yeah, dangerous corporation for the state of Minnesota and you know, not just Anishinaabe people, but for all of us. So that's right. Deport Embridge. There's our, there's our fearless Jill Ferguson. I mean, that is it, you know, deport that, that Canadian corporation. And there's more Canadian corporations where that one came from, but you know, so much for saying the Canadians are nice. I I'm calling BS on that one. Hey, Winona, that's a, a for our radio audience uh, listening to this, let's get the uh, call to action out there. Honor honorearth.org slash stop dash embridge that's honor.org slash stop dash embridge we need uh people that need to it's a call to action jump on that page and um see what you can do correct no that is exactly right please do please please jump up jump on the page and then we're going to give you some more resources to look at but you know a lot of us are still facing charges in aiken county you know, and what's up, Aiken County? Why why won't you just let us go? Acknowledge us for being the heroes that we are instead of continuing to pursue us in, in, in Aiken County. You know, so please go to your the call of action here and, and uh, join with us in, in, in challenging, you know, the unjustness of all of this. How an energy corporation, a rogue corporation gets to arrest a bunch of people for the benefit of making some profits at the at the end of the fossil fuel era in a time of climate crisis you know i was like this is egregious this is totally egregious so you know i'm glad that we're on here today we're going to be talking to some cool people like some of my favorite people of all are on today and and you know in the age of Streamyard or whatever this is you get to see <laughs> your friends without traveling way up there into the bush wherever it is that my friend tara house is yeah you're right here yeah, well, I'm rubbing up my teepee and uh, going to, uh, she's got the land back going on up there. That's uh, beautiful. So, uh, you know, we got like a minute left before we take a quick uh, station break here, Winona. Uh, one of the things that I really want to ask you, and maybe we can ask the lawyers, I feel like from my comfortable little couch here in St. Paul, Minnesota, that you are being uh, used as an example. What do you, what do you f think about that? Oh, let me just give you a perfect example. Um, on Wadena County, Shell River, I'm, you know, I'm appointed by the tribe as a guardian at Lightham for the Shell River. I camp on the Shell River. I'm arrested with six other women on the Shell River. Charges are dropped against all of those women except for me. I was like, and I'm still facing, I'm collectively, I'm facing five years in prison for the charges of being a water protector. You know, and a lot of those are out of Wadena County. And so, yeah, I don't understand why they would not, you know, they dropped the charges against all the other cool people who came to defend the river from someplace else. But no, Wadena County got has to keep me right in there, you know. And so I do feel like, you know, what are you trying to do, make a case out of it, you know, and say, look, you know, to see what happens if you're like Winona, you're going to spend time in jail. So five years is what I'm looking at, state of Minnesota, you know. I mean, this is it's totally ridiculous that 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 I would face these charges. And my, you know, my case is, you know, there are people, there are young people facing serious felony charges that they're trying to destroy their lives. And that's wrong. You know, that's wrong. You know, our lives should not be destroyed for a, a multinational energy corporation. You know, we're doing the right thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be a water protector and really glad to be here today to share with, you know, a bunch of other folks on, on a little bit of our story. Exactly. Hey, Winona, we're going to take a quick uh, 15 second station break for our our outside listeners to uh, do what they need to do and, and give their, their radio calls. But we're going to come back in 15 seconds starting now. Hey, we're with Winona Ledoux. 
JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation. Catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex, recording sexual acts without permission, hurting someone because of their sexual orientation, ripping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger, purchasing a human being for sex. You make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Health insurance that fits my budget? I'm covered. I needed health coverage I could count on and afford. Minsure helped me find a plan that works for me, and they helped me save money. Did you know that most Minnesotans qualify for savings through Minsure? And they have free experts who can help you sign up for coverage. Go to Minsure.org today and get started and get covered. That's mnsure.org. mnsure.org. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Hey, we're coming back here. We're with Winona LaDuc, and we are, you know, part of me is, it's hard for me to say, Winona, it feels like a celebration, but it's really not a celebration. It's it's not a celebration at all. We are here protecting Mother Earth, and we are talking about our uh, rally for the Rivers Reunion, you know, and we have guests coming on here, and we have Frank, and I want to hand this over to My you. attorneys are here. Thank yeah. God. I want to hand this over to you in the next 10 minutes and take it from here because I think there's really some important uh, questions and answers that need to happen. And we just lost Winona. How did we do that? Or there, well, somebody removed you. Do you mind taking this uh, segment over, Winona? These are a couple of my favorite people. They're saving me from that jail time right now. <laughs> so we have Claire Glenn. She came to work from us with, with us and has been taking a lot of these line three cases. And we're very grateful to her. She's been my attorney in, 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 in Aiken. And then Frank Bebo, attorney for most of the tribal water protectors. And so um, you guys tell like we there were a lot of people charged and a number of those cases have been dropped or dismissed. That's is that right? And then some of them, you know, tribal members in a different situation. Anyway, tell us a little bit about it. All right, I'll just start a little bit. Um, you know, Line 3 goes through a lot of northern Minnesota, and a lot of what it went through was through Chippewa Seated Territories, and people were transferred under the uh, setup that we had to a lot of the counties along the route of Line 3. But we had two counties that were a little more resistant. One was Hubbard, and that seems to have come along. And Aiken County is still standing out there and doesn't want to really look at things in the right way. And so we're we're dealing about we're dealing with Aiken County right now today. The tribal water protectors in many of these counties were transferred over to Whiter's Tribal Court and Red Lake Tribal Court. That paused for a while, and we're going to get that restarted because there are tribal members who haven't had their cases transferred. But that's one of the big differences the way we use tribal sovereignty here versus Standing Rock. And so by using those tribal rights, rights of Monoman, the right to travel, use, and occupy, we were preparing for what we saw happen at Standing Rock. But obviously, there was a lot more that happened here. Um, and so we're still plugged in for the future. You look at the Wadukawad people, they're working on all the uh, all the infrared flyover information for the for the thermal imaging where all the water has fracked out from all these river crossings that still need to be addressed and line five. And so the work that we've done is going to continue over to line five. And that's what's important here as well. I'll let Claire talk about some of this now. 
Thanks, Frank. Um, and thanks for having us, Robert, and for that kind introduction, Winona. Um, I, I think, you know, Winona really highlighted how during pipeline construction, the law enforcement response to water protectors here was really extreme and was meant to suppress and scare protesters. Um, hundreds of people were arrested and jailed, and ultimately about a thousand criminal cases were filed, which is a lot when we're talking about rural northern Minnesota. Um, we're now, you know, about one to two years out, and there are only about a hundred criminal cases that are still open. And, you know, there's a few different reasons for that. Um, some people have fought their cases in court and won. Um, Shanai Madison, who I know is going to be on later, had an amazing victory mid-trial uh, because the court recognized there was so little evidence against her that the court just dismissed the case in the middle of the trial. We've we've also seen, you know, prosecutors in other counties, as Frank mentioned, that have been you know, seeing the writing on the wall and I think recognizing the damage that Enbridge did. Um, and so water protectors in some counties have been able to negotiate dismissals. And, you know, of course, it hasn't been all roses. And, and there have been some serious criminal sanctions that people have faced and people are still being targeted and, and paying the price. Wow. You, you know, how many people in the last year or two years have been, you know, how many cases are still open? This is this is unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And I would note, too, that, you know, Aiken County is one of the most egregious counties in a lot of different ways. It's a county where we saw some of the most extreme and egregious policing. And it's also a county where we have, you know, of those 100 cases that are still open across the state, almost half of those are in Aiken County alone. Um, you know, Aiken County is a place where the sheriff was the leader of the Northern Lights Task Force, which was formed to coordinate policing across jurisdictions. And we've gotten public records requests that have shown that the sheriff Sheriff Guida in Aiken County and other Northern Lights Task Force members were directly coordinating with Enbridge representatives on everything from trying to influence the reimbursements that police were receiving to trainings and intelligence and surveillance. Um, you know, and more recently, Sheriff Guida even detained and threatened to arrest two attorneys simply for trying to serve him with a subpoena for him to testify in one of these water protector cases, which is normally a routine task in any criminal case. Um, I would encourage folks to check out the reporting that Simon Davis Cohen has done in multiple articles in Truth Out. Um, and I think those uh, will be linked at some point. But he's done some really stellar investigative journalism exposing law enforcement specifically in, in Aiken County. And I really encourage folks to check out his work. So Frank, can we talk a little bit about uh, the cases that have been won and what the, what the heck, I mean, people have been uh, sent uh, tickets in the mail uh, for looking at them in social media. I mean, can we talk a little bit about that? Well, the cases that have been won that I would call being won we're starting to work through the pipeline at White Earth Tribal Court. We had set up jurisdiction across the 1855 ceded territory. A lot of these tribal water protectors cases were transferred to White Earth. The White Earth uh, prosecutor um, went through with the cases. Uh, Claire represented a number of those water protectors. And ultimately, the tribal judge also issued a decision explaining how our tribal rights actually work. Treaties are the supreme law of the land and dismiss those cases properly at White Earth. Judge Metzen, um, who's handling most of the tribal water protectors, she's recognized that White Earth was following through on those prosecutions and those counties were in acceptance of that and we're trying to get back onto that track. But that's really, in a way, the most important part for me because the second phase of that, which we hadn't had a chance to get to yet, and it has been tried, is the invited guest defense. Because if we have treaties and we have a right to hunt, fish, and gather the natural resources across the lands, then like other places where they consider them property, they consider those property rights, then we should have the right to defend our property. 
And if you have a house or a home that's on fire and you want someone to help you, your friends to help you defend your property and put the fire out, they're invited guest defense. And that's what these people were, all of these water protectors. They also had a spiritual calling. You know, it's 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 a different calling. It happened at Standing Rock as well. And so really, you're talking about First Amendment rights. You're talking about the American Indian Religious Freedoms Act. And those are the kind of concepts that we've been using to combat this and why a lot of these cases have been dismissed along the way. And the ones that haven't, there's been a nice pool of attorneys from across the United States who have been helping out here. And they've had various strategies going forward and, and still going forward. And we're having cases dismissed and getting a lot better deals. And there'll be discussion about how that's going on as well. So so while this is going on, we have been strengthening sovereignty along the way. This isn't what happened at Standing Rock. And we're not done because our ceded territories here for those of us who are Ojibwe or Anishinaabe or Chippewa, our ceded territories go from North Dakota to Michigan. And so we're plugged into defending our resources in, in, uh, in and across Wisconsin and right over into Michigan across the waters. So, you know, I think the people are prepared to stand up more when they know that there's a legal defense for their rights. We couldn't stop the police because the police were being funded ahead of time. And that's a critical part here. Police don't necessarily enforce laws. They make a judicial call by the road when they've got someone. When you're being funded to do this, you're just throwing any discretion out the window and you're doing what Enbridge was paying for. That's the real concern. Finally, the point I want to make about what's coming with Aiken is the Talon mine, Tamarack, Rio Tinto, whatever you want to call it. They call it the Green New Deal, but the Green New Deal relies on resources that are very, very hard to find and unfortunately are in northern Minnesota. And that's why we have all these mining cases going on and all the endangering of the waters in the same exact way. In this case, you've got both Line 3, and Talon Mine in the same county. And the same place that got funded for Line 3 wants to get funded to defend Aiken County for the mining. Hey, I got a quick question. We got like two minutes left. I mean, the proof's in the pudding. How can someone like Winona still be up for charges when she was correct? I mean, we have all those frack outs. We have uh, pipelines leaking. Um, how, how is that even logical? Well, you know, we think of things being legal and legitimate. The problem is, is we're usually not interacting with the court system very frequently. We're not criminals, so we misunderstand how the legal system and process works. What really happens is things that are unlawful, like the pollution of Minnesota, are legitimized by the PUC, by the DNR the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency. That's where the problem really lies. And, and so we're falling into this category where those people are allowing the worst polluters to go out and do this. Even if they're fined $14 million, we're going to pay at the pump to pay for their fine. If the statistics say that one in three Native women and one in six Native men have experienced sexual assault in their lifetime, it means our whole community is affected by sexual violence. One is too many. Don't stand by, stand up. Don't engage in acts of sexual violence and shut down the dirty jokes, the gossip, the victim blaming and shaming. As a community, we can change the way we respond. Contact the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition to attend a workshop to learn more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Located just north of 50th in France, the Great Wall Restaurant has provided a delicious taste of authentic Chinese cuisine since 1981. Specializing in Sichuan and Peking dishes, they offer one of the most extensive menus in the Twin Cities. Favorites include hot and sour soup, pan-fried dumplings, and mushu pork with homemade Chinese pancakes. Stop by their Edina location or call for takeout at 952-927-4439. See the full menu at greatwallrestaurant.us. The appliance industry is suffering from major delays with shortages on the horizon. The specialists at Warner Stelling have the area's best selection with thousands of appliances in stock for fast pickup or free delivery. Shop 10 Minnesota stores or at warnerstellion.com. 
KTNFAM 950 St. Louis Park, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Would you let animals pick your insurance? Do you really need to experience mayhem to get the best rates? Or how about a celebrity quarterback or fake university saving you money? There's a lot of marketing stunts when it comes to insurance, but what you really need is someone looking out for you. Call Array Insurance, and they will work hard to find you the best insurance coverage and rates. So avoid gimmicks and call Cheryl at Array, 763-504-3067 or ArrayInsurance.com. Array Insurance, working hard for you. Hi, Minnesota. This is David Pakman. You can hear my show every weekday at 2, right after Tom Hartman on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. The new year is here, and it's time to take advantage of Zero Res's best deal of the year. Carpets, tile, rugs, upholstery, basically every surface in your home can be Zero Resified, so it's time to call the cleaning pros at Zero Res. And don't forget your air ducts to help alleviate allergies and asthma. And it's also important to enjoy less dust, lower energy bills, and your home staying cleaner longer. Zero Res is here to protect your biggest investment, your home. Why pay someone to clean your carpet if they are going to leave something behind that makes it dirty again super fast? Zero Res is the longest lasting and best clean. Schedule your appointment at ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-ZERO-RES and don't forget to ask for the AM950 special. This month, book and clean in January only and get 23% off all services for 2023. That's 952-ZERO-RES or zero Backward or forward spells the same. Zero Res. Winter is here, and there's a good chance your home isn't being heated efficiently. And it's likely because of air sealing and insulation problems. Inadequate attic insulation is the leading contributor to high energy bills, cold rooms, and ice dams. Great news, the energy-efficient pros at Snap Construction can fix it all. Stop the heat from leaking out and save. Call 612-333-SNAP or visit snapconstruction.com for your free infrared energy inspection. Install with Snap Construction and qualify for over $750 in rebates and incentives. State and city programs are now offering 0% financing for qualifying insulation upgrades. So call Snap Construction for your free insulation energy consultation and start saving on your energy bills. Call 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP. Or visit snapconstruction.com. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed insulation and exterior contractor in the metro area. Visit snapconstruction.com. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for cloudy skies tonight with a low around 20, Tuesday cloudy with a high near 30, and Wednesday cloudy with a high around 31. Vinaigrette is locally owned and has been offering the finest olive oils and vinegars since 2009. At the store, you can taste a wide variety of oils and vinegars, and if you find something you like, they'll bottle it for you right on the spot. Vinaigrette is located off 50th and Xerxes in Minneapolis or at vinaigrettemn.com. I'm doing good. I mean, I'm back home after a long, long time away, back in the woods, back by the lake. Wow, Tara, you know, we are excited to have you on. I haven't seen you. Uh, well, I guess I have. I am seeing you, but I've seen I've been in meetings with you, but I have not seen you in person. Congratulations on all the good things that are happening to you with your baby and uh, all the things that are, are happening in a good way for you. Um, Let's uh, talk a little bit about a, a call to action, Tara. What what does that look like, and how do we how do we move forward on that? I mean, I think there's a couple different calls to action as far as like the river contamination and like continuing to push the Army Corps of Engineers and stuff like that. But when it comes to defendants, uh, which is you know why why I'm here to try to try to be a, a voice of a defendant. Um, I think it's like, you know, Keith Ellison's back in office, you know, he's got his job. So keep pushing him as hard as we possibly can. You know, like this is, here we are two years later for, for a lot of us, for me, I'm, it's been over two years. And I mean, we're talking serious level state repression, you know, and intentional repression uh, by the prosecutor's office in Aiken County and in other counties. Um, you know, thinking about, what's coming down the line, which is going to be some of the police brutality cases, you know, like the two of the felony defendants from Macon County, for instance, I think about seeing those young people, very young people. One of them is just about to finish college right now and looking at years, years because of their felony 
Um, Sheriff Dan Guida had 10 people, including Enbridge workers, wrap ropes around their uh, feet and pull them out of a pipeline. They scraped their bodies in horrible, 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 um, you know, injuries, abrasions on their skin, bleeding, and just the, 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 the sheer level of violence that happened there. And to, to see these charges continuing on is just like, you know, what, what kind of values are we, are we really showing that, you know, somebody that is trying to put their body on the line for the river, for the water, for the future of every living being on this planet is treated like that. When, you know, these are nonviolent crimes. We're not hurting anybody. We're trying to protect people. So yeah. hit up Keith. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also there's a, a petition that you can sign that's on drop line three. That's the number three charges.com. And that's uh, flood the courts. Let's get the petition out there. Um, again, drop line number three charges.com and sign that petition. You know, something else that, um, you know, you might have some thoughts about, too, um, Tara, is that, you know, what we did, a lot of us got misdemeanor charges in Minnesota. But in Wisconsin, you stand there, you're going to get a felony because Enbridge succeeded in making, a, you know, a, it's called the ALEC laws. There's like a whole bunch of states that pass these laws that make it, you know, even harder to to exercise any First Amendment rights. And, um, you know, that kind of criminalization of any dissent for the benefit of fossil fuel companies is super dangerous to you know, any semblance of democracy. Yeah, and I mean, it's actually not just fossil fuels either. I mean, Alec works for all kinds of different um, entities to, to continue to push against the rights to demonstrate. I mean, that's really their goal is they want to continue their militarization of not just the police, but also the the. I think the fear mongering and the uh, repression of, of the court system and people's rights, you know, I mean, they, they want criminal repression that you see someone like, you know, Steve Donziger, just like finally, finally got released off of, um, you know, being on a home monitor for, for how long, right. For defending the rights of indigenous people down in Ecuador. I mean, that's, you look at Jessica, De Jessica Rez Reznicek. I mean, she's in prison right now for protecting the water over against the Dakota Access Pipeline. Um, and it's it's not just fossil fuels. It's, you know, Black Lives Matter protests. It's, um, you know, the right to choose. It's any sort of uh, engagement of civil society, of people about our rights to live. Um, I mean, there's some, there's some pretty serious crackdowns happening. You know, I think about Alec, it brings me back to years when we were still years ago when we were looking at line three. And I remember being in the Minnesota legislature at around like, I think it was 1130 at night. There's just a few people left. They're all sitting on the dais because they tried to pass one of those felony protest bills here, tried like seven different times to do it. And they, they, they failed every time. But I remember it was like 1130 at night and the legislators are all tired and they're arguing back and forth and back and forth. There's just a few of us watching. And the Democrats have the minority, but they're still saying, you know, can we get this one word taken out? You know, can we get one word taken out of the bill? And finally, the Republicans that's that's leading up the bill says, you know what? Fine. You get your word. And I watched the Alec oil representative walk up to the dais, whisper into that legislator's ear and then walk back. And the guy says, you know, what? actually, I, I take that back. We need that word. I mean, you're literally watching an oil lobbyist whispering into the ear of a state legislator. And uh, that's what happens at 1130 at night in the legislature, apparently, because I saw it. Wow. Hey, uh, Tara, we're with Tara Hauska here, and uh, we want everyone to remember to go to Dropline3, the number three, charges.com. You know, I, I, I'm 61 years old, and I remember all the talk about uh, how South, you know, Sun City and South Africa, we in the United States have been living through that. Uh, and as indigenous people for 500 years. And it, it, so we're not kidding anyone. This is not anything new, correct? No. And I mean, I think there's like a, I was just at a, I, I went um, for my first thing kind of back off of maternity leave. I went over to um, the human rights defenders, frontline defenders conference over in uh, Ireland. 
and they hadn't really included a lot of representatives from North America and Canada before, because there's this kind of like understanding that you know, brutality around the globe is considerably worse, right? I mean, like they're not not pain compliance, but they'll, I mean, they'll they will actually like physically maim you and other places for standing up for your rights. But this year they did. I was there for uh, what happened over in line three and there was a representative from Wet'suwet'en, uh, Slato was there. And I think it was like a kind of eye-opening for a lot of these folks to realize that these powers that are all over the globe, right? Like the, the um, colonization and presence of US military and US influence all over the globe that causes so much harm to so many people um, if you're on the wrong side of an issue, uh, is here too, right? Like we're, we're pushing back. We're trying to protect what we have left because they're coming for the last of it. Um, I think it was pretty shocking for them to realize the level of surveillance harassment that is present here. You know, this is like an intensely militarized, um, security situation when it comes to pushing back. Yeah. Um, so we have empty courtrooms and when these cases are happening, how can our listening audience and people watching this all over Turtle Island support that? What is, is what ways can they support that? Can they show up and how do we, how do we get them to know about all this? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's usually, we, we've actually been doing a lot of court rallies over the last year. Um, some of us did continue on with our court support work. Um, moved from jail support into court support. Had a lot of different gatherings for different folks in the in the court system. Um, you can physically show up if you want. You can uh, you know share the hashtags. You can sign the petitions. You know you can make calls to the governor's office. I would recommend making calls to the attorney general's office um, so they know it's an issue and it continues to be an issue. Um, those are substantive ways to help. You know that. These folks stood up for your for your water too. You know, well, just it, to say, Scott Bowl has case coming up on on the eleventh, right? Um, you know, so we have some cases coming up, and I know that my case is on February twenty fourth. There's a bunch of people whose cases are coming up, and you can go in person to some of those counties. And and I have to just say, I was up in Grand Rapids a couple of days ago, and they are expanding the prison and expanding the courtrooms. <clears throat> so you know, that's the other thing is, is that it's not just about these cases. It's like seems that there's like a lot of money involved in putting more people in prison and having more court in the North. And I think that, you know, those kind of questions really need to be asked about civil society. What are we doing here? That's your economic development plan, Grand Rapids. Put in a new jail. I mean. Exactly. Exactly. And Tara, um, you know, we, you and Winona and many people here have been arrested for the good of the, the world and the good of uh, our indigenous people. Uh, we just need to keep talking about this. And um, what what else can you tell our people that are listening all over Turtle Island? I mean, I think it's important to understand, like, social change is not easily made, right? It's It's important to understand that people didn't just go to line three to get arrested. That when we took those actions, they were not just about getting arrested and, you know, standing in front of a, a machine for a day or whatever and stopping it for that day. Yeah, you did actually get to do that. You got to you got to make a multinational company stop work for a day, maybe, you know, um, you got people to see and to, to, to bear witness to the destruction of the sacred, you know. Um, but I think, like, it's also important to know, like, because of those actions, we had the Army Corps of Engineers out here twice walking these lands, seeing the wild rice, seeing the drought, seeing the, the, the frack outs at the rivers. You know, that's, that's enormous pressure to, to go from the, you know, grubby little band of campers out in the woods <laughs> facing down a riot line. And then you got the White House nervous, you know what I mean? And their top advisors talking to you directly about their concerns about civil unrest. I mean, these are the people that are making the decisions, right? Like, it's not, it's not, um, it's not like we are we are making these we are taking these actions without thought. And I think the 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 larger the larger look at everything, the ripples that are created is, you know, you're inspiring people to. There is something you can do. I think in in movement, especially around climate, like it just feels so overwhelming. What can I do? How can I help? 
You know what I mean? It's, it's this enormous existential question. And I signed the petitions and I sent in my letter and I called my legislator and we pushed through this bill. We did this and we did that. And we're still in the same boat. There is something else you can do. You can treat the earth like a relative and show up for your relative that's being harmed. You know, that's a very different action. I think that when you see people on the line like that, you know, you watch that spark of connectivity pass between them, between the relative that's in harm and the person that's standing in the way. Um, you know, that's that's heart change, right? Like that's more than just uh, pushing on the legislators and the, the financiers and all the rest of the industry. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. Take care of your community hey, by joining Metro Transit's Adopt-A-Stop program. Show your community pride by adopting a transit stop. Join us in helping keep the stop and your neighborhood beautiful and report any maintenance needs to us. We'll put a sign at the stop recognizing your efforts, plus you'll get 10 free rides every month. Get details at metrotransit.org adopt. That's metrotransit.org adopt. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Health insurance that fits my budget? I'm covered. I needed health coverage I could count on and afford. Minsure helped me find a plan that works for me, and they helped me save money. Did you know that most Minnesotans qualify for savings through Minsure? And they have free experts who can help you sign up for coverage. Go to Minsure.org today and get started and get covered. That's mnsure.org. mnsure.org. Hey, we're back here with a special edition of Native Roots Radio. I'm here with Winona LaDuke, and we're talking about the Rally for the Rivers reunion. Winona, we got a couple awesome guests here that are boots on the ground. Uh, I don't know if you mind uh, giving them a quick uh, uh, who and introducing them to our listening. No, and- really glad. I mean, there's Sister Dawn here who, you know, uh, didn't miss a dang meeting. Like, we went to every meeting of that dang Embridge at the PUC for years, huh? skated down some icy roads you know white knuckling it but try to make the system work but here's don goodwin to talk about you know her experience here in particular the headwaters of the mississippi and then jeff broberg has really been as a hydrologist coming on and geologist helping us really understand the depth of of the the crisis that embridge caused and 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 you know there's these some folks that are out there these guys are out there monitoring you know, I mean, this is what the state was supposed to do, but instead it's the citizens that are out there. And so we're grateful to y'all. And I, you guys, why don't you give us a little update? I know, Don, you and I have some similar charges. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but beyond the charges, what, what you know, we got a lot of work we're doing. Yes. Buju, Gagageashi, Kindijnikaz, Gawababiganikag, and Dunjaba. Don Goodwin here. Um, my English name, and I'm over here on White Earth, uh, on the south end of Lower Rice Lake. And so I um, represent Indigenous Environmental Network and uh, Rice Coalition. And my main project right now is um, I'm working with Wadukawad Amikwag and those who help beaver. And so we have come together, a group of us uh, citizens, and we have scientists on board. We have uh, media, drone uh, pilots, uh, boots on the ground, uh, citizen 
lack of a better term, citizen scientists uh, monitoring the water and what's in it and on the ground. Uh, so we witnessed um, many frack outs. And also we tried to warn Enbridge about um, breaching aquifers, um, especially in the LaSalle Valley. Um, it happened before and we knew that it, it could potentially um, happen again and it did. And so there are three aquifer breaches that have been reported. And uh, that is in uh, Castle or uh, Clearbrook, uh, LaSalle Valley, and Fond du Lac. And we have suspect, we suspect other um, aquifer breaches. And another area um, right now is Walker Brook. And um, there's some stuff going on there, um, a lot of water. And that is the Laurentian Divide. Um, so through, uh, through all of this, um, kind of stepping back a little bit, many years, uh, two years, um, I received four citations. Three of those citations were um, via mail. Um, one citation said that I did not leave. I refused to leave, but um, they sent me ticket in the mail. So, um, and I left. So uh, some bogus um, bogus charges. And I'm looking at two felony gross misdemeanors for being in ceremony and um, doing what I needed to do, um, carrying the staff. It was my duty um, to protect and watch over everybody when I'm carrying that staff. Um, so now I'm looking at um, some crazy charges. Um, however, um, the reason why is because I was trying to prevent crimes from happening, and they happened. And Enbridge was the true criminals in this matter. And um, recently in Clearwater County, they just got slapped on the wrist with a um, misdemeanor charge. And so I'm being charged um, way more than what Enbridge was um, charged with for breaching our aquifer in Clearbrook. Um, that's a crime. Those, that is our water. Yeah. And um, they're risking contamination, um, draining of those aquifers, um, particularly in Clearbrook. That is a, a calcareous fen, which is very rare. And um, I'm going to turn it over now to uh, Jeff to um, talk a little bit about what's going on on the ground as a geologist and what he's seeing um, with the water. So thank you for coming aboard. Thank you all for listening. Miigwech. Great to see you, Don, and, and thanks, Robert and Winona. Um, I'm, I'm Jeff Broberg. I'm a geologist. I live in Dakota land in Winona County and, and an ally. I'm uh, really honored to be able to apply my science as a geologist to your lands. And, uh, and I've really been moved by what I've learned that I never learned in the science textbooks. I never learned that water connected everything. Isn't that funny? Uh, it's, it's what I hear from all the indigenous people and it's not my texts, but I understand and, and think I, I, I can help uh, describe how the earth works. And, and we've had the wonderful experience with Wadukawad Amakig that a group of citizens got together and said, let's deploy the science. The state isn't doing it. There's things maybe we can help and, and, and take up our space by documenting in, 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 a, in a rigorous fashion what's happened with the pipeline. And, and if you think about the scale of it, I mean, it's 350 miles across the headwaters, the heart of our headwaters. And, and they're digging through and pumping and damaging and moving water from one place to the other with no respect for the connections, for no respect. It's a matter of a permit. And, and that's what we really need to get back to. I'm really stricken by, by the rights that you've reserved. I've worked close with, with Frank, and I think it's really important recognition. And, and, and the recognition is that these are rights that we all need, that we all need to protect wild rice. We all need to protect our water. We all need to protect the connections. And it's the thing that seems to be missing 
in, in our discussion with the state and the feds and everyone else. So, uh, Don, you, you might want to say a word about uh, what we're continuing to do. We've got people uh, on standby to take up space and, and, and watch the river and watch the water. Yeah. So um, there's things um, that we've noticed on our thermal imaging. And um, so we'll be out and we'll continue to ground truth. Um, there's also other spots um, over by Fond du Lac, um, in particular, uh, um, Little, Otter, Little Otter Creek area and Moose Lake. Um, you might remember Little Otter Creek being um, the focus in, um, of Enbridge when they were reapplying for their permits. And uh, they did a little uh, demonstration of how... Um, they'd be able to stop any tar sands at Little Otter Creek um, and it would not enter into the Lake Superior. Um, but they have no way to model that on a computer. Um, so really the community, the people have been duped, duped yeah. by Enbridge. Let me talk quickly about Walker Brook. That's the one we're looking at now where there's work yeah. crews out there from Michaels. Uh, from 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 the pipeline out there where they tried to put the pipe through a bog, a bog. If you know a bog, it floats. We think the pipe's floating. So they're trying to lower the water level, pumping it down, pumping the water from the Red River of the North into the Mississippi. And they don't understand the impact on these connections. And that's what we're taking space to accomplish. So we need to look forward. There's other threats and in, in we're, we're not gonna undo a lot of what Enbridge has done, but we need to hold them accountable. We need to make sure that we document these things, that it's part of the discussion for line five and every other permit that comes through that digs through our headwaters. Uh, we need to keep up the political and regulatory pressure by talking to the governor and demanding uh, that, that we move forward. So come to our website, uh, Wadukawad, uh, on YouTube. Uh, you just put in WAA and it'll pop right up. We'll show you the drone videos uh, and, and show you the great work that all these uh, dedicated people who are showing up for our relatives. Hey, Winona, we're going to take off here.